Hello, God morning, September 2nd. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Stephen. He is a steady friend. He is a true friend. He is a loyal friend. And he knows the Lord. Need I say more? Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray. Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Okay, In Touch Magazine says, Run with Endurance. Athletic contests were popular in the New Testament times, so it makes sense that the writer of Hebrews likened the Christian life to a race. Following Christ isn't a short sprint, but a marathon with many obstacles, hardships, and unexpected turns. To encourage us on the course we're running, God has given us a great cloud of witnesses. These are saints from the past who faithfully walked with him through all the trials and challenges of life. Their examples inspire us to trust the Lord and obey him no matter how difficult and confusing the hurdles in our path may be. We are also urged to rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us. If we're going to be sustained through the race, 
we must honestly examine our life for anything that might prevent us from knowing the Lord and following him. It could be a habitual sin, an idol, worldly distractions, or false teaching that we've accepted as true. And of course, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the ultimate example of faithful endurance. He suffered for us on the cross so that we could be with him forever. When you think of endurance, what comes to mind? We usually associate it with persistence through hardship, like the mindset of a marathon runner pushing through the pain to finish the race. We see that Hebrews 12.1 encourages us to run with this kind of determination. The implication is that we are going to face hardships and suffering in the Christian life. Our goal should be to remain faithful and obedient to Christ through every situation. That is possible because we know our suffering is temporary and we have an inheritance waiting for us in heaven. But in the meantime, we need the right attitude. Are we to grit our teeth, mutter and complain all the way to heaven? Certainly not. The writer of Hebrews commended the suffering Christians for their joyful attitude. They didn't enjoy the pain and hardship, but knew that it was all a part of God's plan for their good and ultimately that they'd have great reward in heaven. We too can endure hardship with joy in the Lord who comforts and strengthens us through it and promises to bring us safely to glory. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Proverbs. And now, the second Proverbs, titled, Moral Benefits of Wisdom. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it, As for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair 
every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked, they'll be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Amen. And here's hope for each day. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, therefore be converted. Becoming a Christian is a once-for-all event in which we repent our sins and cast ourselves on Christ alone for our salvation. When we are converted, God takes us out of darkness into his marvelous light. But being a Christian is a daily, ongoing experience. It is a lifelong process of daily repentance and faith, of turning from sin and seeking to live for Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is where our wills come in. Although we've been converted and God has come to live in us, our nature is still alive and kicking. Our stubborn wills still demand to put self first instead of Christ. It isn't easy to bring our stubborn wills into submission to Christ, but when we do, it is as if a misplaced vertebrae has snapped back into place. Instead of the stress and tension of a life out of harmony with God, we discover the serenity of his presence. Who will control your will today? You or Christ? Amen. And his grand design... Revelations 5.9 And they sang to Jesus a new song. You are worthy because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God 
from every tribe and language and people and nation. Never forget, Jesus Christ died to save people from even the most remote corners of the world. People you and I will never know during our lifetimes, but people we will be with in heaven forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You see, God's plan is universal. No tribe, no language group, no nation is beyond the scope of his love. The same should be true of us. Jesus' words to his disciples have never been rescinded. He said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Not everyone is called of God to be a missionary or evangelist. But if you know Christ, you are a partner in his grand design to call men and women from every part of the world to himself. By your prayers, your giving, your faithful witness, and your service, you can have an impact for the gospel far beyond your homeland. Amen. So salute to the 22 countries listening to this podcast. Amen. God's hand indeed. Stay with us. We'll be back with more, 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 more. How do you like it? And God's purpose for your life commands today to make the difference. 1 Peter 4 says, It is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. If you're wondering why the world and the church are in such a mess today, we can trace the problem to the fact that many believers don't see why knowing God and doing His will are that important. Many Christians actually comprehend so little about the Lord that they couldn't fill one side of a sheet of paper with facts about Him. And even if they could, they couldn't tell you how those facts apply to their lives, to their circumstances, to relationship with Him. If they go to Him, it's with a list of requests rather than to know the one who created them and to glorify Him. But you can make a difference. You can know God. You can become so intimately acquainted with him that you can perceive how he is moving in your life and do his will in the world. You may think, oh, that's just for pastors, preachers, prophets, and missionaries. But no, it's not. This kind of intimate relationship is his will for you. 
The Lord answers whoever will seek him and reveals himself to those who long to know him. And he wants to work through you. So spend time with him in the word and in prayer, just as we're doing. And let him change the world and the church through you. Here I am, Jesus. Work through me. Amen. God's way day by day. Psalm 118. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Our petitions, thanksgiving, and praise must all be bathed by our faith. We must truly believe that God is capable and is in control of all things. We must truly believe that God desires our eternal good. We must truly believe that God is our help in time of need. When we catch even a glimpse of who God is, what God is capable of doing, and how he desires to exert the full extent of his power, the full extent of his presence, the full extent of his provision to help us, then we can't but feel faith and hope welling up in us to produce an abiding peace. Amen. God's promises for your life. Philippians 3.14 I will press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God's goal is not to make sure you're happy. No matter how hard it is for you to believe this, it's time to do so. Life is not about your being comfortable and happy and successful and pain-free. It is about becoming the man or woman God has called you to be. Life is not about you. It's about God. Amen. And commanding your morning says, be prepared. Hebrews 12, let us run with endurance that race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We are meant to grow in maturity, wisdom, and endurance to be able to handle whatever the race of faith might throw at us and to recommit ourselves to the author and finisher of our faith, the Alpha and Omega of our race. We must prepare today when the pressures on us are light so that we will be able to face the tougher legs of the race with grace and courage. Overcomers are not born, they are developed over time and prayer is the place that development takes place. Prayer is the place that development takes place. Yay. 
bow your heads. Father, the race isn't given to the swift or the strong, but to the one who endures to the end. I recommit to fervently seek you in prayer. When I wait on you in prayer, you renew my strength. When I listen to you in prayer, you reveal your secrets. I choose to spend time with you each day because that is where you equip me to finish this race. In the name of Jesus, amen. We're going to finish this race, guys. We're going to finish this race with prizes. Amen. Be right back. Thank you for coming to pray with me. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye for now. Thanks for coming.